I'm a fan of true love, dearie, and more importantly, what it creates. Welcome to Storybroke! Miserably Ever After! I come with parental guidance strongly suggested, Mads! And I'm gonna let them cut this baby out with a knife, Elaine! Good God! <laughs> ah! <laughs> so if you're listening to this, this is coming right off the heels of uh, our last episode, our two-parter for the season finale of Once Upon a Time. Uh, we're recording this a few days later for our own sanity's sake, but we're actually going to jump right into the episode this time because we have a lot to cover and we anticipate a lot of you are listening to this back to back. And so Mads doesn't want me to have to explain my comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so give me one second to pull up my notes and uh, let's get started. Yeah. Oh, you want the basic plot? Let's get into the basic plot. Okay, it's the last one. So this basic plot's a little detailed. Here's that detailed basic plot. (laughs) When we last left our brave Prince Charming, he had suddenly felt a disturbance in his heart as soon as Snow White fell unconscious from eating a cursed apple. Desperate to get to her, he was helped to escape from the Queen's castle by the noble, enslaved huntsman. As soon as the Queen was informed of his escape, she magically transported him into the infinite forest. Not to be outdone by Regina, Rumpelstiltskin appeared with an offer. He would give Prince Charming his mother's ring back, which he'd enchanted to help him find his way to Snow White, as long as the prince would run a little errand from him. Just hide this golden egg containing a vial of true love safely inside the belly of a fierce beast. Very reluctantly, Prince Charming agreed. He discovered that the beast in question was Maleficent in her dragon form. He cleverly managed to get the dragon to aspirate the egg in through one of her massive gills and leapt out of a stained glass window to safety. Rumpelstiltskin made good on his promise, and a magically cleaned up Prince Charming found his way to the glass coffin containing Snow White. Upon waking her up with True Love's kiss, he proposed marriage with the ring. She accepted and proposed that they take their kingdom back together. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, David asks Mary Margaret one last time to give him a reason to stay in town. When she declines, he packs his things, preparing to move to Boston to start a new life. Emma rushes an unconscious Henry to the hospital. Her insistence that the apple turnover be tested for poison falls on deaf ears when Dr. Whale repeatedly assures her that there are no physical signs of poisoning present in Henry's condition. When Regina rushes in, Emma throws her into a supply closet, where Regina confesses that the turnover was meant for her. Everything is true. Emma finally believes. Knowing that they must work together to save their son, they go to Mr. Gold, who tells them that true love is the only thing that can break this curse. Luckily, he brought some over from their world, trapped in the belly of Maleficent, who Regina made sure came over in her dragon form and locked up in the lowest caverns underneath the abandoned library. He arms Emma with her father's sword and sends them on their way. With Regina manning the elevator, Emma confronts the dragon and eventually her father's sword strikes swift and true and she successfully retrieves the egg containing the vial of true love. However, on her way up, the elevator stalls and Mr. Gold is there to tell her that Regina has abandoned her and sabotaged the lift. 
She throws the egg up to him, climbs up, and discovers that Mr. Gold is gone and Regina is tied up. Before they can go after him, their phones ring in unison. They rush to the hospital to find that Henry has flatlined. As they mourn, Emma tells him she loves him, kissing him on the forehead, which breaks his curse and the town's curse. Everyone wakes up, and Regina desperately professes her love to her son in front of a room full of people who remember what she's done to them before running home to cry in his room. As Mr. Gold prepares for his unknown bottled true love mission, his shop bell rings. Bell, recently released from her padded cell in the hospital basement by a vengeful Jefferson, doesn't remember who he is, but was told he'd protect her and to tell him that Regina had locked her up. While overwhelmed with emotion, he's a man on a mission, so Gold takes her with him into the forest. David's memories flood back right before he reaches the town line, and he quickly rushes back to town. Prince Charming finds Snow White wandering around aimlessly, and they finally reunite in the streets of Storybrooke. Belle's memories return right before they reach their destination, assuring her that they have all the time in the world to have their loving reunion. He continues on to the well that returns what was once lost, and and drops in the vial of true love, releasing magic into Storybrooke. Regina smiles. Okay. That's a doozy. That is a doozy of a season finale. It was a good one. It was a great one. I really like this episode. I remember I remember watching this one live when it first came out and being like, all right, come on, season two. Season two is gonna have magic. I was when- I was apprehensive though, because I didn't know how that was gonna necessarily turn out. Yeah, like, how is that going to go? Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, super excited for us to get into season two. But first, we have to finish this episode. Hey! Let's talk about it. All um, right. Dear listeners, we're going to be recording this one actually in uh, in episode order, as opposed to kind of splitting it up like we normally do. And I think that is the best approach for this episode, because there's a lot of... Um, interplay interplay and I think that's what makes this episode so strong was how well cut all that was Um, so we open on Prince Charming locked in a cell and I guess you know when when the only tool you have is a hammer I mean he didn't even have a hammer he had a rock in his fists yeah so he he, I mean I'm, I'm gonna say once again I like enchanted forest uh David better than Storybrooke David because yes. Enchanted Forest David is like clever and cunning. Meanwhile, Storybrooke David is a big old dum dum. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of just like. And I uh, don't I don't remember if he gets to be any more clever now that the curse is broken. <laughs> now that the curse is broken, he gets to remain. Um, this, he he gets to become a lot more likable, but okay. he still remains a um, a, tr- a conventionally attractive man shaped cardboard cutout. Fair, um, <laughs> but at least he has good chemistry with his romantic lead. Yes, <laughs> but uh, before we can get to any of that, he's break he's trying to break out of his cell unsuccessfully. I I really enjoy when the knights are like carrying him, and he like turns it. I was like farm boy one. Trained castle guard zero. Oh yeah, he he's pretending to be like weak and tired and mm-hmm. and, and limp. He's doing the, the limp doll thing that toddlers do. 
<laughs> and I love seeing the huntsman again. I, my notes for that scene are just Graham. Welcome back, Graham slash Jamie Dornan slash the Huntsman. It was yeah, so good to see him it was again. Good to see him, but it made me sad. It also made me remember why I can't feel bad for Regina in this season. Mm, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> I, I promise. I promise. She warms up. I warm up to her later. Just not in season one. Uh, now we jump into, uh, we go back to the present in a scene that I think Jennifer Morrison has done this scene a few times. Uh, rushing through the hospital. Rushing, a, a rushing through the hospital scene. She's very good at those. Uh, <laughs> she made a career out of it for a little while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I just remember the first time I saw the show, I was like, hey, that's that girl from House with blonde hair. All right. <laughs> she looks so good as a blonde. She does. She she must have been taping this at the same time How I Met Your Mother was taped because she had mm. the same long blonde hair whenever she uh, cameoed on How I Met Your Mother. I hate that show. Let's talk about a show I like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was one of those things where I made my husband watch 30 Rock, so he made me watch How I Met Your Mother. Fair, fair. Um, I'm still, you know, 11 years in and I'm still working on Shane for um, Arrested Development. I need to finish the last season of that. Oh my God. Yes. I think after, um, after Schitt's Creek, he'll be more receptive to Arrested Development because the humor level is very similar. I, I was, I was joking to myself about how, um, Marshmallow, just to, just to do a, a quick Schitt's Creek aside. Um, I was joking about how I'm, I'm giving birth to a David or Alexis Rose because <laughs> someone made the too posh to push joke at me whenever I said I'm scheduled. I'm because the baby's breech, I'm scheduled for a C-section. And I was like, no, I'm not too posh to push. Marshmallow is too posh to be pushed. They're like, ew, mother, ew. Uh, mother. Seriously, mother, ew. Out of your what? Don't even joke. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, ew. <laughs> I was like, this is my little David or Alexis. <laughs> uh, my mother has started watching uh, Shit's Creek and she keeps texting me like, I don't know if you're David or Alexis. And I'm like, thank yes. you? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> I am not nearly as selfish as either of them. Most days. <laughs> I have asked you thrice. <laughs> True. Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I love how uh, much intensity this scene has. It feels really good. It feels very realistic. That's what it was. This scene was too intense for us and we had to have an aside. <laughs> yeah. Because this scene was... I got I got verklempt uh, during the scene because it's just... Uh, Emma's reaction every oh. time. And then Regina coming in. Regina comes in like freaked out, obviously, because this is her child. This is her child. And I, I love. She's, they pointed out last episode, everything she has done has been to protect her child. Yes. And oh, that then then she and Emma just drags her into that closet. And it's just like, oh, oh girl fight. You know, that is not how I would have seen the reveal mm -hmm. from Regina admitting that everything is yeah. true. Yeah. That is not how I would have seen it coming. And so I'm really glad that this is how it comes. And I'm really glad that there's not a lot of um, business about it. There's no beating around the bush. It's, yes, it's real. It was meant for you. He wasn't supposed to have it. It's all true. 
Uh, especially because this season has had a lot of that filler and a lot of like dragging things out at times. Yes. It was so refreshing for this finale for them to, I mean, dive in. And I feel like this whole episode flew by for me. It it was frenetic in a good way. Yes. I didn't have to summarize it though. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like I said, summarizing, the only way I could summarize it, there was so much important stuff that happened is why our summary was so detailed. Um, yeah. there was a lot of stuff that happened. So I'm glad that at least for this, we've had, we've had all the proof all season. We didn't need it to be backed up and longer. And they thankfully just were like, the audience knows it. It's Emma's finally put it together. Done. We're done. Let's move on to the next bit, which yeah. is now they have to work together. It's a, it's a storytelling note that I, I generally have, um, when I'm watching other shows, which is if the audience knows we don't necessarily want to always watch the character work it out. It can yeah. be tedious. That's why the murder mystery in this season didn't work. Right, because we knew the answer. We already knew, and that's why it was like a slog to get through those episodes. Yes. Um, <laughs> big time. I just love every every line delivery in this scene is so good. Mm-hmm. You did this. Yeah. Um, oh. And, and the, the shock of like... Don't you have magic? <laughs> I didn't write too many notes for this. I just wrote hospital confrontation. So I don't have like any quotes. Like y- y'all know me. I overwrite all my notes, but I was like typing them this time to try not to take three hours to do my notes. Yes. Um, and I-, I think there's a few scenes that I kind of glazed over with notes. So Elaine, feel free to stop me. If oh, I well, they, they got much longer as I went on because bad habits, you know. <laughs> uh, but the next note I have is that they're going to see Mr. Gold. And uh, I don't know if that that scene happens right off the bat. No, it doesn't. There's some other stuff. I mean, there's some Rumpelstiltskin stuff and some Queen stuff. Okay, good. So Rumpel wearing the cloak. Well, I was we, so happy. First, Graham goes to uh, Regina to yes. give the bad news. Oh, he escaped. Oh, you let him escape? Well, don't worry. I'll find him. But we know that the mirror is still in love with the Queen. Mm-hmm. So the mirror is like, no, I found him first. I got it. I got it. He's right here. He's right here and he's she sees him running and so she immediately transports him to the infinite forest so that he'll be trapped in a loop forever yes and that's when Rumpelstiltskin shows up Uh, we have a good scene this is a good scene for Rumpel this is a good scene for for David um for Josh to see them together yes like it's good to see Rumpel having a scene with with another actor (laughs) yes um I just love that he showed up wearing the cloak. Yeah. The cloak that he had traded away. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. It's such a good detail. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it, it made me happy to see. And uh, I, I think it, it, it kind of is, is. Why do you need my cloak? It's drafty in here. It's drafty in here. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and, uh, so he's, he's got uh, Prince Charming's mom's ring that he was originally going to propose to. Um, What's her face with? Yes. Abigail. Yes. And uh, and it got lost. And he's got it. And he's enchanted it to be like a homing device for Snow White. But he can only have it if he does a deal. And Charming's like, no deals. And they start sword fighting, which is hilarious. Because Prince Charming uh, isn't magical. Mm-hmm. Except for his love. His love is the most magical thing about him. 
dumb David is so dumb. Well, I mean, like I said, in this, in this, it's not so much dumb as it is. He's exhausted. He wants to get, he's, he's a man with a mission. Yes. He's, he's a man with a mission. And so he's going to sword fight his way out of this, even though I, Rubble Stillskin has a really good thing whenever Rubble Stillskin, like he does get a swipe on him. Oh, I love his, that. He cuts his face and, and he just wipes it away with magic and it's healed up. His little with, giggle when it happens, yeah. but his eyes are not amused and it is legit a little bit chilling. I was like, oh. oh. I, wrote, I wrote that this was impressive in a magical cat and brave stupid mouse way. Yes. And uh, the the quote, whenever Rumpelstiltskin eventually wins this fight is, so brave, so gallant, so pointless. <laughs> I also really, I was so happy to see um, some sword fighting in yes. my my fantasy drama series. I, I loved it. I thought it was it was a decent it was a decent sword fighting scene, and it was yeah. fun. The magical element was well used in it, like because Prince Charming has already proven to be a very good fighter, but he can't go up against this magic. And it's been long enough since I've watched um, Daredevil and Sense Eight on Netflix. That I am now not like watching a fight scene, like <sighs> because the fight scenes on that show are so. Or both of those oh, shows Sense8? are oh, so. God. That's well another done. show. I, that's another show I need to finish watching. Oh my god! Yes. Well, Anywho. yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So, so Rumpelstiltskin's whole thing is he's like, "Why? Why do you want me to do this?" He's like, "Well, I just want you two to be together." I, I yeah yeah sure Jan. I'm curious <laughs> about how this ring works, which. Looking at the ring close up, I finally realized that it looks a lot like my ring. It does look like your ring. It's, I've it's, noticed. It's like white. It's silver or white gold. I have a white gold band um, that's a little wider with a square cut amethyst. And that's a square cut. Um, I want to say peridot. Yeah, it's, it's it's a light green. It's a it's bright a light, light green. green. Yeah, I think it might be a peridot. peridot. And, then, and it was his mom's wife. So they're farmers. So it wouldn't have been something more valuable than that. Yeah, but it's it's a gorgeous ring. Oh yeah, um, I love and, it. I, it. We already know that Mary Margaret has it because she's yes. seen spinning it at the beginning of the season. Um, <sighs> so when we switch scenes, we come back. Oh, sorry. What? That's how come she has the ring. <laughs> she has the ring because the ring is enchanted. If he had the ring, he'd have been able to find her. I mean, he still found her. They found each other. Yes, but, but they had I'm, their. I'm choosing to believe. That I like that. Had he had the ring, mm-hmm. they would have been able to find each other. So she had to have the ring. It's nice that because, that came over. Yes. It's nice that she was able to keep that when that came over. A lot of magical objects seem to have come over. And gold um, just collected them. Yeah. But that was one she was able to hold mm-hmm. on to. Um, also, I'm curious if that how that ring works. Is it like the Sheikah sensor in Breath of the Wild? Maybe. maybe. It's it's like uh, an enchanted version of hot or colder. <laughs> Beep, 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 it beep, just starts beep. beeping. Yeah, it's a little dowsing rod. <laughs> it tugs. Yeah, no wrong way. Uh, so yeah, let's get back to uh, Storybrooke. Storybrooke is David apologizing to Mary Margaret one last time. I was wrong. I was wrong about everything. Yes. Yes. Yes, you yes. were. Yes. Um, both in and out of character, you have never been right about any decision you have made on this show, <laughs> except. Not to bang Regina. That was the correct yeah, decision. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about like present day stuff, not enchanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, makes yeah. good decisions back then. Yeah, yeah. Even if present day stuff. Because <laughs> present day stuff, everything was wrong at all times, except for that whole "we're good as friends." That's the only smart thing he's done. 
Yep. Um, I like the caveat of, well, my ex-wife said, you know, she put down this whole deposit. Uh, we're cool now. And that she's not leaving town anymore. I really hope she found gym teacher whenever they woke up. I, I hope want, so too. I want her to find, I want her to have her happy ending and I want her to find gym teacher. Um, but yeah, uh, she was like, look, I'm not going to use that apartment. Maybe he paid her back because he has, he has a job. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if you don't give me a reason to stay, I'm going to move. And that's not a, that's not a threat. That's not a guilt trip. That's a, this is best for both of us. Yeah. And she's and, like, I just can't. Oh my God. So my heart. Mm-hmm. He has his one single tear. His single. Yeah, that was in my notes. I was like, one single tear from Josh Dallas. I put, I put, uh, you know, she declines. They sad. He cry. <laughs> notes. I was like, oh, I actually feel emotions for you. I know. Kind of. He's making a good decision for one. I mean, I mean, it's a bad decision in the long run because hitting the town line, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a person, this is a this is a bold, brave, good decision because they are in a toxic loop in this form. So I have another theory about the town line. Okay. And how its magic works. Okay. I don't think it's direct magic where you hit the town line and you drop dead. No. I think the way it works is sort of like um, there's a Pierce Anthony book called A Spell for Chameleon. And there's a character in there who is immune to magic. However, it doesn't present as magic just bounces off of him. There is always some coincidence that causes the magic not to work on him Mm -hmm. so that the talent that he has, the skill hides itself. Mm -hmm. Because every time someone has tried to leave town, something has prevented them from even hitting the line. So in my head, that's actually how the magic works. Yeah. Like, it's not like you hit the line and you physically can't leave because that would be too obvious for the non-magical people. Yeah. I have, I have had canons about this. I like it. Yeah. They never, they don't, they definitely don't explain it this season. They just know bad thing happened. Yeah. We do have some, some stuff happen with the, the magical line of the, the town boundary next season. Yes. But we'll get into that. I know they eventually paint it and there's like a big orange paint strip. (laughs) I can say that without it being a spoiler. Like someone eventually takes a big paint strip across the road. (laughs) Yeah. I think like once a season, there's a reason why, we cannot leave town and i think it's because we're shooting on location in, in i think like british columbia and it's expensive to move yes it's beautiful though it's beautiful mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful it's a cute little town so all right so rumpelstiltskin has true love in a flask and he is saving it for a rainy day and they they talk about how love is the only thing strong enough to break any curse including the curse that snow white's under Yes. But you have to go and yeah. It must it's the only thing that can break any any curse. Which it's comes the most back comes back in thing in the universe. Comes back in in a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Um it must be protected at any cost. Please put this inside the belly of the beast to save it for a rainy day. That's my whole notes on that scene. After mm-hmm. he's cat and mouse him, he finally agrees. Yeah, I want to get out of the infinite forest. Okay, fine. I'll do this stupid task for you so I can get my mom's ring back. Cuz it's yeah. That's it. That's it. And so it's just like, yeah. What's the task? Yeah, we'll find out in a minute because right now we have to look at one Rumpelstiltskin looking so damn smug. (laughs) He did just win a sword fight and he used to be a coward. Yes. Um, 
I'm sorry, Mr. Gold looking smug in town. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, oh, there was a moment in that last scene um, mm-hmm. where where he says he's talking about Rumpelstiltskin is talking about how true love is the most powerful thing. And Prince Charming is like, what would you know about true love? And he has this sad moment. Yeah. Just brief, sad moment. He was like, I had it, but she's dead. Yeah. So you and- need to go ahead and protect it. Yes. And it, yeah. it's great to see that um, they're opening that in for Belle to come into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not going to talk about the 20 year age gap between these actors and how it ooks me just a little bit. I'm not going to do it. Um, but there is a 20 year age gap between <laughs> these actors and a major power differential between them. And it ooks me a little bit. Half your age plus seven. He was born in 1961. She was born in 1981. So in 2011, he is 50. So half she of that. She is 30. 25 plus 7. 32. They're close. Close. That's close. That's still yucky. 30 is about when you can just date whatever. Yeah, that's true. 30 is about when you can date whoever. It's whoever you get along with, but um, this is still <laughs> yeah. a bad match. Uh- <laughs> it's a bad match. I, I love Belle, and we'll get a lot of her next season, mm-hmm. and there's so many times where I'm just like, girl, get out. Get gone. You can do so much better. You, you deserve so much better. so much better. This man did not learn his lesson with his son, and we're going to see that. Sorry, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. Just stop jumping ahead so much. No um, spoilers. Let's talk about August being oh, in that bed with we his We didn't seat. get there yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get there yet. We have to this go is why we smug, smug gold. Smug gold. Smug gold. That's all I have to talk to say about it. He looks so freaking smug. He's so uh, smug. Where he's giving Wait. her the sword. This is, this he's is giving a, Emma the sword. There's a good back and forth between him and Regina here. Where he yes. looks at Regina and goes, oh, you did, the, you did the magic thing, huh? I told you magic always comes with a price. And she says, well, Henry shouldn't have to pay it. And he's like, no, you should. But alas, here we are. And uh, I didn't take good notes on that scene because I was so captivated. Oh, yeah. Well, this is where he he tells them both. I was able to bottle true love by using uh, a hair from one of each of your parents. And that finally helped me bottle true love. Even I even put a single drop of it on the curse's parchment as a safety feature, which is why Emma has been the savior this whole time. Yes. Uh, and yeah, he still has the potion. He didn't use it all. Um, and Regina's like, you did this on purpose. And he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to make sure he can get out of things too, if he's agreeing to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you did this. He's like, and? Yeah. I, I also like this line. I didn't use all the potion. I saved some for a rainy day. Well, it's storming like a bitch. Where is it? I cracked up. <laughs> yeah. And Emma is the one who has to retrieve it mm-hmm. with her father's sword because she yes. is the product of the same magic. Yes. And I, I like, oh, I hit it in her. I'm like, Regina gets so mad because she knows. Oh, my phone is not on silent. <laughs> Regina got so mad because he's sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's pretty sick. It's pretty. It's it's, it's pretty, pretty gnarly. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um. You know, and if I had a nickel for every time a trickster spirit had put the key to unlocking a curse 
inside the body of an enchanted beast. Ugh, it comes up a lot more than you'd think. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. I've seen the way you live your life. Yeah. Sorry, audience. For those who don't know, as I may have talked about before, I am an ancient trickster spirit. This is my cryptid friend. Mm-hmm. Let me just say pretty because obviously. Oh. <laughs> Rolls oh off the tongue. Oh, my God. Yeah. Easily. Uh, I'm, I'm so, so <sighs> scattered. I just want to okay. talk about Austin and this weird CGI wood. But we didn't get there quite yet. We're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. There's two more scenes before we get to August, not Austin. Um, that's where Emma goes in and apologizes to an unconscious Henry and yes. then tells Regina she's only got 10 minutes to tell the same thing to her own son and before we, we meet at the rendezvous point. Yeah. And as Regina is trying to have her heartfelt moment with her unconscious son, Jefferson breaks in um, and pops up to gloat and collect his payment. Mm-hmm. Which Regina is not as good at making deals. Uh, Regina's very good at making deals she refuses to ever honor. Um, because she says that, well, because Emma didn't eat the apple, even though Jefferson had nothing to do with that part of the mm-hmm. plan, she considers this pl- this deal null and void. Even though, once again, Jefferson had nothing to do with that part of the plan. I put, I put which is BS. Yeah, I mean, but that's what Regina does. That's what Regina does. And she's and in. Never make a deal with Regina. She will Ooh. betray you just for the sake of doing it. She will betray you for her own mistake. Yep. He's like, I did my part. Yeah, but my part of the plan didn't go through, so the, the deal's void. That's not how it works at all. She's chaotic. Yes. She does whatever she wants. Yes. She's chaotic. It's all for her own gain. So yeah, chaotic's the best way. That's when M goes to August. Sorry, I uh, I got ahead of myself. No, I just, you're all good. You were excited about this this CG. <laughs> Here's I'm why. excited because it's only a weak part of the episode. Yeah, because we had to use the rest of the CG budget later in this episode. Yes, but I do like this scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Emma, Finance. even though she knows she's the chosen one, she's being still- like. I can't do this. She's overwhelmed. She wants help still. Um, yeah. She's not the Slayer. No. She's not Buffy. But she is the Slayer. She's just reluctant about it. Yes. Um, it does remind me a lot she just, of... She just wants to be a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me uh, a lot of... Pro- this scene does remind me a lot of Prophecy Girl, which is one of my all-time favorite episodes okay. of Buffy, which is season one's finale of Buffy. Um, spoilers for if you have not seen it yet, skip ahead um, like a minute and a half because it's all. I'm putting a quarter in the jar now. Clink. The Buffy jar is here. <laughs> but she's going to fight the master and she's fated to die. And she looks at, oh. uh, I, I can't remember if it's Angel or Giles, but she says, I'm only 16. And that delivery of Emma being like, this is too much for a normal person. Yeah. Reminds me so much of that. Yes. Um, I think the Buffy parallels are a big part of what got me into this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the hero's journey. I mean, you've got a kick-ass blonde woman. Yeah, yeah. same thing. <laughs> it's the hero's journey. It's great. Um, she finally sees, because the last time he showed her his fate, she just saw skin. But she finally yeah. sees it now, because she the belief is there. Um, and she freaks out. <laughs> His delivery also of a, uh, you believe 
Mm-hmm. He sounds so relieved, even yes. knowing that it's probably too late. Yeah, it's too late for him. And he gives her this good pep talk. He begs her to break the curse for all of them. She doesn't She doesn't need his help. Just go break the curse and save us all. And then he turns, I put, he puppets. Um it's sad. It is sad. We've grown we've grown to like this stubbly man. He's my favorite Emma love interest. Yeah, I wanted more uh, of that. I definitely wanted more of that. I am not a fan of her next love interest. Okay, I'm a fan of him. Uh, I'm a big fan of her next love interest. I'm not a fan of them together. Fair. I think there's another love interest before that love interest. But uh, but it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. I agree. I agree. I agree. I have I have thoughts when we get to uh, a certain triangle. Yeah, I have thoughts. Um, so we leave we leave Austin after he puppets. He does August. have another good August. Why do we keep saying Austin? Because <laughs> you want to go to Austin and see our friends. Uh, I want to go see my mom. I, I want to go see. Oh, I kicked the table. I want to go see. I want, well, I would love to see your mom, but I also want to go see our friends and their baby, and they're in Austin. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to convince my husband that we can go on vacation right now because it's just like, I don't have to use leave. Yeah. You're going to use your <laughs> it's leave. Good, if, it's a good time. I'm like, you're going to lose your leave if you don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. Side <laughs> I've <note>. also <laughs> left my house briefly for yeah. like. 20 minute jaunts yeah. in the last couple months. And I am ready. Like, no, ready. I get it. I oh, need I to get it. out of this place. Well, I was working from home for a year and a half. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was in the office for a week this week uh, just to wrap things up before maternity leave. And uh, it was weird and exhausting. Oh yeah. I, I, liked I, ran a, it. I ran a whole bunch of errands yesterday. I had an interview her power went out during my interview. Sweet. That was awesome. Anywho. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so they meet at the abandoned library, which is that building that has been um, boarded up and papered up this whole season that they never talk about. So well, the clock tower is on top of it, right? Yes. Yeah. That's where the only time they ever talk about this building is in reference to the clock tower. Yes. And it is beautiful inside. That's a lovely building. I, I love this um this this mirror tree. Yes. I'm like, oh, I love yes. libraries. <laughs> the aesthetics of this library are just gorgeous. And I'm sad we haven't seen this set more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just the little like entry foyer. I, I do enjoy the um what is hold on. There's a good like what is this place? And Regina's just deadpans. Would you like a tour or should we just get to it? <laughs> mood um <laughs> me i'm like well this is a library and that is a proper card catalog so yes yeah. i would like a tour yes. um i'm a little sad though that this beautiful panel is only on c on screen for like you know Half 30 second. seconds yeah. tops before we slide it up to reveal a steampunk as hell yes! elevator i love this steampunk yes! elevator i'm like did dwarves Freaking yes, this. They I did. love this. I love this elevator. They did. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the mine shaft. Yes. Um so she has it's a but the elevator can only be operated from that floor. So she has to stay up while Emma goes down. And she's very grumpy about this because Regina would like to be her son's hero. Yes. She's always wanted to be a champion for her son. Uh, yes. even when she was very misguided about it. Yes. 
And I think that's what makes um, Regina such an interesting character. I, I want to talk about it at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it, it, like, I actually, again, I've said before, I'm not a fan of Regina this whole season, except for, like, one scene at the very end where I, like, actually had sad feels for her. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um um, and he, there was a uh, there was a tone change in their relationship that I didn't like in this scene. Uh, I wrote, "Whoa!" So it's a uh, Regina trapped a person down there in a different form, and all of a sudden Emma turns and says, "Just remember, the only reason you're not dead is because I need you to save Henry. If he dies, so do you." And I was just like, "What?" That is straight up a uh, a uh, 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 trailer line. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Well delivered by the actors. Yeah. Well oh, yeah. shot. Look, these actors give every bad line they're given their all. The lines <laughs> are not their fault. They really do. The the investment on everyone's part. <laughs> oh, I like that 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 line gave me whiplash. Because ah. Yes, I, I would be mad too if someone intended to poison me and poison my child. Oh yeah, I yeah, I get that part of it, but with them doing this let's work together thing, it felt out of place. It did. Yeah. It so, did. So and it, it didn't feel like Emma. I will kill you doesn't yes. feel like something that the character that we've been shown would say it's too blatant a statement it it, like it feels more like she's like she would say something along the lines of i will lock you up forever i will see that you will pay for this yes you know i will ruin your life Mm -hmm. but not i'll murder you yeah i'm like okay sheriff yeah well she's she's a sheriff (laughs) oh it's kind of complicated and then she goes down the elevator uh here's here's where the scenes go back and forth and I love this. This is why we are doing this for this episode in part, but also because this this whole this whole storyline uh, for the episode feels very interwoven throughout. But I I want to give some credit to Maleficent's costume designer. It looks a lot better than the last time we saw it. Yeah, her lipstick her makeup is still is still, her lipstick's still wrong. Yeah, and her eyeshadow. Oh yeah. Um. I, this, I personally hate lip shades that are paler than your skin tone or Kristen, as pale yeah. as your skin tone. Um, and they don't do a service to anyone. I'm sorry. No, they don't. No one. Um, Kristen Bauer von Stratton is this actress's name. She's great. Um, Pam from True Blood. Um, <laughs> She's great too. <laughs> Pam from True Blood is a gorgeous woman. And she looks like, I would say the best way to describe her is statuesque. She looks like a model. Yes. And putting her in this, these makeup tones is a hate crime. Yes. (laughs) Straight up. Yes. I hated it. Uh, Though I do want her, her uh, very breezy looking robe. I was like, oh, that looks so cozy. Oh yeah. It's so hot here. I bet that'd be comfy as hell. Uh, and this is where Prince Charming finds out that she's the beast that he's put the egg in. And he has a good little line. Oh, I'm going to need a smaller egg. <laughs> and and then, then she's like, no, not really. And she turns into a dragon who breathes fire. And he's like, ah, got it. 
And this is where the CGI budget went in because the dragon looks great. The dragon looks really good. They, they they do good by the dragons on this show because I remember the the first time we had a dragon on this show and Luther knew it. He was like, oh, here we go. Let's get this CGI nonsense out of the way. And then he saw the dragon. He was like, oh, oh, yeah. no, that's a good dragon. <laughs> so they, they do dragons right on this show. Also want to give him credit for not just not recycling the same dragon model with a palette swap, mm-hmm. but making Maleficent as a dragon. Yes. Look like Maleficent as a dragon. From the TV, sh- from the, the movie? Yes. The cartoon? Yeah. Uh, I, sorry if I'm jumping on you, but I figured that Ooh. would be a detail you picked up on because yeah. that is your favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I I like how the gills were like literal gills um, mm-hmm. that were like straight up openings straight down her throat. That surprised me a little bit, uh, <laughs> but so good. So good. I haven't, uh, because- I haven't watched my own favorite movie in too long. Fun fact about Elaine. Elaine loves dragons. I do love dragons. That's my recommendation for later. Um, oh, I figured. I figured. <laughs> I'm going to read that while uh, in the in the you time. You have off. some of them. Yeah. I have the first one. I'm going to start. I read. I read your copy before you did. <laughs> <laughs> took the whole day, and I read the whole thing in a day. Uh, so so Maleficent turns into a dragon who breathes fire, and then we switch back to Emma finding the glass coffin. In the library, cavern, basement, mine shaft thing, and then yes. she, by being surprised by it, she backs up into a dragon. Oh my! Who God. is mad? My favorite sight gag in the history of this show is her looking at the dragon, looking at the sword, and being like, "Fuck it." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and pulling out a gun. I wrote uh, Emma abandons sword and shoots at dragon. Dum dum. It's so stupid, but it's so good. It's it's such a natural like modern day reaction. Like I'm not getting close to that. <laughs> um, and she she does it again next season. Yes, she does it against a troll next season. Bad habits. And, oh God, I love it so much. Bad habits die hard. Um, and this, these swap back and forth between her and her dad. Her dad is having a smart moment in which he notices that the gills open straight into her throat, and so he's yes. leading the dragon on a chase specifically to try to get behind her. Um, and we have these quick they're they're quick back and forth edits, and it's so well done. It's really well done. Uh. Prince Charming drops the egg into the dragon's gills and then jumps out a window into the lake below. Look at him. He did it. My question is, if she has gills, why didn't she go after him? Uh, She couldn't get out the window. Oh, that's fair. She didn't want to break her own castle too much. Yeah. Yeah, that's home repair. You know, windows are expensive. Like, he jumps out that window and she is already like, this is a two-story, three-story handmade stained glass window. Do you have any idea how much that costs? She's probably already had to do this once already with that other princess prince thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. 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 Like who has the time? Who Who has has the time? That's a whole artisan she has to hire to replace this. It's stained glass. It's custom. This is bespoke glass. She has worked so hard to build a vibe in this room of this dark stone with these beautiful stained glass windows, letting light in, creating a, a an amazing dramatic effect. And he just busts out it. Princes have no respect for interior design. It's true. 
And exterior exterior design too. Absolutely not. Oh my god! And when we see the exterior, I love this oh, castle gorgeous. on this like very bizarre ridge. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, as as a villain, yeah, <laughs> I want this castle. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful castle on a cliff over a lake. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um. So so he did it. He did a great job. And my notes immediately are after. Look at him. He did it. Emma not so great. <laughs> Emma's having a time. Emma's having a time. Then we cut it. We cut it. We cut it to Mary Margaret is reading um, the story of Prince Charming waking up Snow White to Henry. And she's apologizing. She's getting emotional and apologizing to Henry because life doesn't always have a happy ending, which is when Henry flatlines. <laughs> I am not a parent. And I had an, a visceral reaction to this. Mm-hmm. I have goosebumps right now. Um, and uh, later on, I, I, I had a hard time. Like I had to pause for a minute and like collect myself because it's just seeing this this poor kid just going through that is hard. Yes. Um, and I'm like, I know this is a family show, and you're showing this, <laughs> like, yeah. But huh. it's, yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be rough. It's a season finale. Yes. Um, Jefferson uses this con- flatline confusion because he's crazy and heartless mm-hmm. um, to go downstairs and roofie Ms. Ratchet. <laughs> Once again, world's fastest roofies. World's fastest roofies, man. I want to get a hold of these for when I'm having trouble sleeping. Because da- that's how my husband goes down. He gets in bed and he's just out. And I'm like, yep. you son of a... <laughs> I want that. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm like, man, where can I get this? Um, also, I love that this is clearly One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest once again. Oh, it's absolutely Ms. Rat- Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. It's absolutely Nurse Ratchet. Um, um, we see him head down the hall. I love the detail that Sydney Glass is actually locked up. Yes. In the asylum? Yes. And there's one of the one of the guys who's like one of the trustees down there. I think is absolutely also from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He is. He is. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, we've seen him before. He's always got a mop. Uh, and yeah, Sydney's locked up in the asylum, obviously. Uh, and he finds Belle to and tells her, "Go find Mister Gold. He'll take mm-hmm. care of you. Tell him where you've been, and that Regina is the one who did it." Yep. He'll help you. Sends mm-hmm. her on her way. And uh, even her messy wig is so pretty, and it makes me mad. I didn't like this wig. Even messy, it's too curled. Because mm-hmm. my hair is in a bun right now, because it is doing what nature wanted it to do while also being dyed. And that is not cute. Oh, my God. I, and it's I freshly a, washed. I was so mad yesterday when the power went out, because I had a virtual interview. Mm-hmm. So, first off, oh, hell. Yeah. But so I'm on Zoom. I'm on the Wi-Fi. I got up. I did my face. I did my hair for the first time in like, what, over a year? Mm-hmm. And I was looking damn cute. And the second we started, um, power went off to my whole block. Oh, God. Um, I, saw, I saw you it tweet was, about it. <laughs> yeah, because it was the uh, the heat. You know, the, yeah. the the grid was way too strained, and it just went down. And I had to do a phone interview instead. They were very nice about doing a phone interview That's instead, good. but still. You could um, put zoom on your phone. I could not get a stable enough connection because oh. our cell tower is right by our house, 
and it's on the same power grid. Oh, boo. Yeah. So when the power goes out, we don't have, we have very spotty service. That's not good. No. It sucks. It's it's also weird living this close to a cell tower. I guess it's good that I don't live with y'all anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's over by uh, uh, the the little grocery store. I almost bought a house behind that little grocery store. I'm sure our audience is fascinated by this cell tower near my my neighborhood grocery store. (laughs) I didn't buy a little house near behind that grocery store because it was a death trap. The biggest thing it had going for it was that it was within a block of Matt's. <laughs> yes. That was that was like the selling point because the rooms were smaller than the house we eventually eventually bought. The layout was not as good. The backyard was smaller. Well, but it was so close to Mads. It's a little disappointing right now because in a few week in a few days, mm-hmm. oh, no. it would be really handy to be able to call Auntie Mads to come over. Oh no, you have to drive five minutes. Oh no. I know. <laughs> I don't but, know how to drive. <laughs> so Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Returns. Washes up on shore. Yeah. He swam. He, is, he swam. He swam. He had no, he is not wasting any time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm out. Give me the and ring. Give me the ring. Um, uh, uh, but Rumpelstiltskin, before he goes, uh, uses prestidigitation on him. To dry him off and give him a nicer outfit. Yes, That's one of Mads' favorite moves. Oh uh, my god! In D and D, the number of times I used prestidigitation just to keep myself clean. No one else. No one else. No one else. Everyone else in the party can smell like poop, but not Mads' character. <laughs> not real. <laughs> Never real. I think you did that with Carrie once too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I made everything smell like bread. Oh, I made a fun. Uh, I I made a a, a little a notice. Heart. I noticed something. Um, Regina's magic is purple. Rumpelstiltskin's magic is maroon. Yes. I don't know if I we've ever noticed that before, but I noted it this time. Uh, I noticed it on my first watch of the show, probably uh, because yeah. those are like my two favorite colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's where we have, I'm a fan of true love, dearie, and more importantly, what it creates, which is a creepy mm-hmm. way of saying, I'm invested in you making a baby. Go make a baby with that lady. Get to it. Um, so Emma shoots her gun some more. I mean, I said the same thing at Elaine's wedding. So we did. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. quickly. So when your enemy enacts the dark curse, um, I'm going to be employing some people to help Marshmallow figure this whole thing out. Don't worry. That's good. That's good. Marshmallow's going to need some help. Marshmallow can't even figure out head down right now, and I'm very upset. Smart child, I'm sure, but stubborn. Huh. I don't know where that comes from. That that tracks. That tracks. I wonder who the stubbornness comes from. I think think both sides. I think maybe both sides. This kid was doomed. Oh, my God. Uh. So Emma shoots her gun some more. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually... She sees a glowing spot in the chest. And so she's like, oh! So she grabs a sword, and this is my favorite tie back. You do it. This is my favorite tie back. And then she throws the sword, but this time it actually does something and hits the spot in the dragon's chest that's glowing, and and poor Maleficent turns to ashes. They won't regret that in a few seasons. Um... Yeah. It turns to ashes, and there's the golden egg. This is also the way that uh, Prince Philip slays Maleficent in mm-hmm. the movie. Yes. So yes. I thought that's a very good visual well, callback. I, I was I, I noticed something whenever you were reading my uh, 
my summary, uh, I had written down a phrase that looked looked a lot like another phrase. You said swift and true. I had written swift and sure. Oh. Because in Sleeping Beauty, the the magic that's put on Prince on that Prince Charming's sword is oh sword of truth, fly swift and sure, that evil die and good endure. And that's when he throws the sword and oh. kills Maleficent. And so I had written swift and sure, but it's okay. I it's was still, reading it's way still too quickly. Out. It still worked um, out. I just love that. <laughs> I made this connection. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered that whole magic. No, that's amazing. <laughs> nicely done. Thank you. Um, also, recitation. nicely done, Emma, for 360 no scoping this dragon. Hey, throws. And this time it actually hit its target, unlike yeah. whenever it happened in uh, at the wedding. Well, did you know? She yeah. is the savior. So. She is the savior. It has to work sometimes. Uh, and then we get a reenactment. Oh, oh, we get Prince Charming uh, gallantly using the ring to find Snow White. Snow White. And uh, he gets there and the dwarves say it's too late, which is the intro scene from the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, uh, I, I was waiting to say it until we got to see the, it in this scene. Mm-hmm. The glass coffin is my favorite prop in the season. It's so pretty. It's gorgeous. It's ethereal. And it's something that feels like a fairy tale. I love the wood. I mm-hmm. love that so much mm-hmm. that it's basically like this hollowed out log. It's, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Great. Whoever designed this and whoever constructed this, this is a damn good prop. I assumed the dwarves made it. I meant real life. Oh, real life. God, yes. Whoever oh, designed so and so built good. this prop. Um, it's a little out of place in the show because nothing else looks like this, but it looks so good. Yeah, it's more elven than dwarvish. I love it. I love it. Um, it makes me think of fey magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fairy tale thing. Yeah. But it was all had to be made out of a normal tree instead of a magic one because they use the last magic tree. Like, oh, no, 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 no. This is way before that. This could have been yeah. made out of a magical tree. Who knows? They weren't all gone yet, maybe. Um. Snow's cape. I want to get married in this cape. Okay. It's so cute. They look so good together. His mm-hmm. his outfit looks fantastic. This is the best dressed he's been. Yeah, thanks, I'm Rumpelstiltskin. Nicely done, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Uh, and, and he proposes with the ring that led him back to her. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, accepts. I love the line how, after how we take back the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The same way we'll do everything from now on. Together. together. Oh, I'm going to put that in my vows. Yeah. You're going to take that kingdom back together. Mm-hmm. That'll be very sweet. We're going to overthrow the patriarchy together. I love it. Mm-hmm. I can do that while seated. You just give me the word. What I mean by that is be the efficient. Yes. I can do that while seated. <laughs> I can do that from my hospital room if you want to do it, you know, next week. <laughs> <laughs> I do need insurance right now. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so so we see David pack his truck to leave town. Oh, and also noting, oh. uh, back, just a quick throwback to Go Snow's ahead. cape. When we see Mary Margaret, mm-hmm. her fleece is, the same is color. evocative. Same color, similar but modernized cut. Yes. It's really, really well done. It's good mm-hmm. costuming. Mm-hmm. Just really good costuming. Yes. I don't think David was wearing red. 
I didn't notice. No, he was wearing flannel. I don't, I, had he been wearing red, that would have been a nice... Red flannel would have been a better choice, yes. I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. Also, he looks really good in red. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Put him in red more often. Put him in red more. Hopefully they do. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so Emma is exhausted. She's got the egg. She's riding the elevator up. It gets stuck. And Mr. Gold is there. Oh, your eyes are closed. You're breathing hard. Emma. (laughs) Sit down. Let's have a chat. Why? I know you're distracted. But for real. Of all the stupid things. You really think. You really think Regina. Would have left. The quest to save her son. Right? You really think she would have just left. And left the only thing that can save him. To their knowledge. Yep. With you down there. Yep. You really think. Look, we've already established that she takes after her dad's dumb side. Stupid. The idiot ball is that egg this episode. Yes. And she's holding it. She oh my ju- she god. She just slayed a dragon to hold the idiot ball. Um Oh yeah, he's like, "Oh, Regina, she sabotaged the ele- must have sabotaged the elevator and taken off. Oh, why don't you you need to climb up here, but you can't do it with that egg. Why don't you throw it up here?" And also like you knew you were going to get a big MacGuffin. You didn't bring a bag? Right? Right? Like so many bad decisions. <sighs> I maybe it's because I am a proper lady. Mm-hmm. You always but carry a I purse. always carry a handbag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> Even if it doesn't fit, you can at least prop it in there. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, choices. 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 Oh, you're drinking a Coke Zero and I want one so it's bad. It's a cherry Coke Zero. Oh, gimme. Mm-hmm. I can only have like one or two, so that's... Caffeine. Uh-huh. Uh... I know. So, so sh- she gets up. Emma gets up out of the elevator. Regina is there tied up. She rips that tape <laughs> off know. her mouth. And you know, Emma, the character felt so good getting mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. That's the most she's gotten to actually hurt the lady since throwing her into a supply closet. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah. And Mr. Gold's gone. Regina's tied up. Gold manipulated all of this. They're right about to go after him. And their phones ring at the same time. And it's the hospital. They go, Hmm. Henry, it's too late. They're taking the respirators off of him. Mother Superior's there. You know, that's a bad thing. I put a sad face in my notes. I thought it was an interesting choice that Emma goes directly in and Regina stops right outside the glass doors. Yeah. At this point, she comes in later and cries on Dr. Whale. Um, I think it's, I think it's a great, I don't know it if looks it's good, intentional. Though. It looks great, but it's also makes me think of a, it's a good visual metaphor mm-hmm. for how, no matter how much she cares for Henry, there's always this sort of barrier, barrier mm-hmm. between the two of them. I know, I know you all know audience that Henry's going to be okay, but I cried this whole scene was in slow motion, too. This is like the fourth time I've watched this episode now. Mm-hmm. And I cry every time I see this scene. That that broken body. I know. Little, little so... kids. 
it's like so little and seeing all those tubes and oh my god it's so hard it's it's that like that movie trope if the dog if the dog or the child dies i don't want to see it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like pets pets and children i don't want i don't want to see that and I, this is yeah, rough. like I don't even I don't like dogs. I've and to, if it, something bad happens yeah. to a dog, I'm upset. Yeah, I've been <laughs> to children's funerals. They are not. They are not good. They're um, not good. They're not good. It is not a good thing to happen. There's a cat. And how is there a cat in here? Oh, okay. <laughs> cat heard I was upset. The cat, the cat heard I was the upset. Cat came, the cat came to bring some levity. She heard I was upset, situation. and she came to to rub on my leg. It surprised and scared me. Um, yeah, it's it's not fun. So they have this this slow motion weeping. Um, as they remove the ventilators from Henry and then they switch to another scene, mm-hmm. um, which is Mr. Gold back at his shop, obviously, um, retrieving the vial. And what gets, what strikes me here is he says we're closed and he hears a voice and he doesn't recognize, he doesn't recognize that voice. He doesn't recognize that voice in this town after 28 years. I don't know if it was a director's choice or an actor's choice. I want to say director's choice because I feel like Robert Carlyle is too strong of an actor. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not this is bad direction. Reacted. This is bad. Um, re- bad. This is bad direction or bad writing. Um, also, he had known that voice. Yeah. Um, also feels like um, an exercise Elaine would make us do um, for acting for the body, which is like, okay, turn away from the audience, but show me that you recognize the voice uh-huh. without showing your face or showing your mm-hmm. body, you know, show me. And I'm like, show me oh, with your back. Show me, show with, me your with your back. back. Yeah. Just play the piano. <laughs> show me this with your back. <laughs> 1000% something you would make us do. Yeah. Cause it's <laughs> because it's important. You, this man and this man already acts with his whole body. So it would have been, it would have been nice to see him at least like tense and like stop what he was doing for a second. Because he'd mm-hmm. have recognized that voice. It wouldn't have been he turned around and then recognized her. There's no one in this town that has that accent. <laughs> no. Her very traditional French-Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all proper French ladies. She really is a funny girl, that Belle. <laughs> that um, one's my favorite. So I'm really happy that we're going to see more <laughs> Belle. That is my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I love... I. I, I'm surprised that VHS tape worked whenever I finally, you know, had to stop watching VHS tapes. Yeah, we mine did not. DVD player. Um, yeah, he turns around and he's stunned. And I was like, too late. You should have been stunned already. Yep. Uh, That's one of those VHS tapes I watched into the ground, along mm-hmm. with The Little Mermaid. And when I was a teenager, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Nice. Aladdin. I was going to add Aladdin to that. Oh, yeah. Uh um i stand behind that bell's wig is a hate crime that's fair i like i said it was too it was still too curly and too pretty which made it look out of place and bad i just i'm really they, they look like they just didn't store it in a bag for a while yeah i, I just feel like uh Not the Renette. actress who plays um bell uh emily de raven de ravine i don't know how it's pronounced mm-hmm. r-a-v-i-n she is a natural blonde she has gorgeous hair I like and I, I, yes, I, I guess that she didn't want to dye her hair for the show, but yeah, it just feels like such a weird choice to have her in these these wigs that they have her in because she's got great hair. Yeah, 
Oh, no, but, you know. It's not Emma hair, but it's really good hair. They do eventually break from the stereotype of the hair color has to be exactly the same as the cartoon in later seasons. So that's good. They do with Aurora, like, next season. Like, Aurora's like a a deep auburn-haired person. And I'm like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, they have, you know, all all the main, mainstream princesses for a while were blonde because they came from this one area of Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure but, you appreciated uh, uh, Aurora getting to have uh, auburn hair. Oh, yes. I was, I was not mad about it. <laughs> I was not mad about it. I have other complaints with that whole storyline, but I wasn't mad about it. Aurora is bi and auburn haired. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anywho. Oh, okay. Uh, Back to so the he, he does. He does vow oh, to yeah. protect her. She doesn't remember him, but he will protect her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're back at the hospital. Regina is finally in the room and she's crying on whale. Emma is ugly crying, which is expected. Good. A good ugly cry is necessary in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes to say goodbye to Henry. And uh, she kisses him on the head and says she loves him. And the same thing that happens in the scene where Prince Charming wakes up Snow White and this radiation wave of love crosses over the whole land, that happens in the hospital room and goes over Storybrooke. We give, um, we, uh, and by we, I mean adult Disney fans, Mm -hmm. love to give Frozen credit for breaking the trend of true love having to be romantic love. Yes. But- once upon a time, did it two years earlier in terms <laughs> yes. of like Disney yeah. properties, and uh, I really like that a lot. Brave did it too. I haven't seen Brave. Brave, Brave was parental love, parent love between a, a mom and a, a daughter, even in a strained relationship. Um, I need to watch uh, Brave. Brave is good. I Before like we it. get to the season where Merida is on the show. I liked Brave. I, I enjoy the actress who plays Merida on the show. <laughs> She's fun. Um, but yeah, the pulse of energy comes up. He wakes up and says, I love you too. Regina is stunned. And the curse is broken. And everyone starts waking up. Uh, yeah. And. Rut row. Rut row. <laughs> David wakes up like. Five seconds before crossing the town line, which luckily is just enough time for him to slam those brakes. Um, because s- standard emergency reaction time is one to three mm. seconds in a driving situation. And also, mild spoilers, you don't want to cross that line. You don't want to cross that line. We Again, still. we still don't know what happens. But it's usually not great. Everyone we've seen tried to cross the line so far. Hasn't been great. <laughs> And him, the magic hitting at just this time for me, I know it's probably plot convenience, oh, it's but it plays into my mental interpretation of the line working to keep people away still. Yes. Um, everyone realizes what just happened, including Regina. And I like that the Mother Superior suggests that Regina might need to find a place to hide your majesty. Blue, Blue fairy. Uh and re- this is like, this is where in this season, I actually have like sad feels for Regina because she rushes to Henry and says, no matter what you think, no matter what anyone else tells you, I do love you. And then she makes her escape. Um, wh- and so the reaction from Henry pissed me off. 
Henry yeah. is not emotionally moved by these sentiments. He smiles at Emma instead. And I wrote, kind of rude <laughs> to be at least a little uh, conflicted. Kind of rude. Yeah. Just saying. It, it, it bothered me. Yeah. Um, and I understand in this season, he's very much like, I need to get away from the evil queen. This season yes. is very much, which is why I think in the next season, I get like emotional whiplash from him. I'm like, wait, no. Watch your own show, writers. <laughs> I I think that there's a good correction next season with that, though. <laughs> yes, it's emotionally whiplash. It's emotional whiplash, it, but it's a it, good correction. It wasn't well explained, and it came out of nowhere. And I haven't even rewatched the second season yet. I just remember my reaction. Um, I and I think I can say this without spoilers. At one point, um, Regina's done something, and they're going to go stop her. And Henry says, "Just you know." Please don't be too drastic. She's still my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, now? Now she's your mom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah. she's your mom. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. And I was like, I was like, watch your own show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll so get that, to that. That's, that's my frustration with this is yeah. because it comes back. They, they realize, well, we can't have this show without this actress. We got a redeemer. And we got, oh yeah. And we, we probably did some bad stuff by adoptive parents in the first season. We got to fix that too. Let's retcon some of that. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate that. Um, from my memory, she does get a long redemption arc. She does. It is. Yeah. And it is to me an appropriately long redemption arc. They never really go back on that whole rape thing though. No, they don't because mm. uh, it's a phrase they haven't used in a long time, but the internal morality of the show, the writers do not consider this to be sexual assault. So much so. That they do it again. They do it again. Oh, they pull up Porky's. Is it Porky's? Is that the, the movie that did it? <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? One Revenge of, of the Nerds. That's it. I always get those. I didn't watch them all the way through, so I always yeah. get those two movies mixed up in my head for no reason other than uh, I, they probably played on VH1 at the same time or probably. TBS or something. They had similar audience. So Prince Charming has rushed back to town and he, cause now he's Prince Charming again. He's not David anymore. He's Prince Charming now. And he finds Snow White wandering aimlessly through town, which fair. Cause she knows what she just did. She a lot of people him. are kind of wandering in a day yes. because yes. I mean, that's a lot to process. It's like Jefferson said, you have two lives, two lives in your head and that's confusing. Yeah. Because you have all the past memories that were that were installed that weren't mm -hmm. real, and you're trying to figure out twenty eight years of time loop memories. Yes, so much to process. No one aging Um, except the child. No one aging. This one child. child. This one kid in town has been aging. Oh man, I just oh, I just thought poor Cinderella. She's had a newborn this whole time. Oh my god. Yes, Lila. <laughs> Lila Cameo. doesn't like that idea either. <laughs> she was pregnant for 28 years. She finally has a baby and it's been a newborn this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. Oh uh, my goodness. Um, so, so they have the, you found me. Did you ever doubt I would? And they have this very sweet emotional connection, which is very good because these care these two actors have very good chemistry and married each other. So, 
Um, this is the thing I'm going to have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time they really do get a chance to process the last 28 years, they don't process the fact that they were having major strife. Toxicity? Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. It was magic. It was magic keeping them apart. It I was still, the curse. I feel like there should be some... Oh no, hey. I agree with I agree with you. There should they should they should absolutely go have a couple of couple sessions with uh doc with uh Dr. Hopper. <laughs> Dr. Jiminy Cricket Hopper. Dr. Jiminy Cricket Hopper. But um, they they don't. <laughs> maybe they just do that um on our off, off time. We off don't screen. see that's off yeah. screen processing that they do. Um and here's the other scene where I actually felt bad for Regina is she doesn't run away and hide. She goes home and she cries in Henry's room. Into his pillow. And that hurt. hurt. That hurt. That hurt. You know, I think that uh, something I like about this show is that there aren't at this point a lot of villains who are just evil. Yeah. They do bad things. They do reprehensible, monstrous things. But they're still people who feel like what they're doing is the right thing to do. For the situation. And that makes them more interesting. Mm, still self-serving. Still self-serving. No, Super no. self-serving. No, I'm not saying that, that, that it makes it okay. What I'm saying yeah, is yeah. that makes it believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a realistic villain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like classic Disney villains of like, I'm evil because evil is good. And good is dumb. Power! Power. Well, I guess except for Rumpel Stiltskin, who is like magic's power. He says that soon, 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 soon. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, let, do you want to talk about that scene? All right. So, because I know that that scene probably hit you a lot harder than me because I don't like this couple. Oh, I don't like this couple either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like this couple. Ah. Uh, no, my notes on this are um are very short. Uh. I like how they're walking through the woods and he knows she, she doesn't know what's going on. And all of a sudden she stops in the woods. She says, wait. And he's like, Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Cause he thought that she was just going to say, where are we going? And she's like, no, I remember you Rumpelstiltskin. And she uses his name and he freaks yeah. out and turns around. And then she says, I love you. And he hugs her. And for a second there, I don't think he's going to say it. Right. Yeah. But he's like, I love you too, but we got to keep walking. We have time for that later. And I was just like, you're a jerk. You you're are a, a jerk. You're a jerk. <laughs> you're such a jerk. This lady has been locked up for more than 28 years because she went missing before the events of the past in this show. So she's been locked up 30 or more years. And he's just like, we'll get to that. Let's keep walking. I got a thing to do. <sighs> Self-serving. When he holds the glass vial over the well, which another good set piece is this well. Yeah. Oh, that Um, well's great. The way he holds it, I thought he was going to tip it in. So -hmm. for some reason, it's unintentionally hilarious to me (laughs) that he just drops it. Yeah. I don't know why that's so funny to me. He didn't want to risk splatter. I think it's more that um, it was easier to render a bottle falling oh, yeah, with then, some glowy stuff in it yeah. than uh, fluid. Than a trickle. Yeah. And then uh, then purple s- smoke mist comes out. 
and bum, 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 we bum, don't even bum, we don't bum. even finish that scene we jump straight back to the hospital where everyone like all the hospital workers are like sitting in stunned silence and emma asks why if the curse is broken why haven't they gone back to their own world yeah and henry doesn't know and that's when a nurse like gasps at the window and they all look out the window and there's something purple and emma asks what is that and henry says something bad Mm-hmm. And then Gold tells Bell he's bringing magic back to the land. Why? Why? Because magic is power. Which is not what Bell wants to hear because she tried to break his curse already. Uh-huh. Man never learns. <laughs> I do love seeing Regina look out that window. And smiling. Smiling. I wish oh. I wish that they had left that for the last scene. Like the because the next two scenes are very short. They're just clips. I wish they had left Regina looking up, seeing the the purple and smiling for the very last scene, because we see Snow and Prince Charming see it embrace for impact. And then we see it roll into town over the library and up the clock tower. And the clock tower ticks. To 8.15. To 8.15. Which is when, which is when Emma agreed to showed stay up in town. T- when Emma showed up in town, agreed and broke the curse. Agreed oh, to stay in town. Started to break the curse. Yeah. But I, I do s- like that. still wish that the very last scene had been Regina looking out the window, realizing what was happening and smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the whole episode, scene by scene. All in all, a great setup this, for season two. This is a good one, yeah. A strong finish to a season that that stumbled a bit. Um, so let's get our let's get our episode stuff out of the way because I want to talk about the season in review before we before we end this. I know that you said you considered this to be a cliffhanger and you didn't like that. I don't consider this a cliffhanger. Okay. I consider it a setup. Okay. Um. I did say I, I felt like it was a cliffhanger the last, I think, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it today, I do agree with you that it was more of a setup than a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's a promise of what season two is going to be about. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if they had been renewed at the time of filming for this, but uh, I'm really happy with this. Yeah. Uh, if they, like, another ending place for this would have been, uh, a good ending place for this would have been to leave the whole bell part out. Um and end it with Regina leaving the hospital after Henry woke up. Like if they knew that they weren't going to have another season, that would be a good place to end the show. Mm. But because they wanted to set up another season of this, but with magic adding in the whole true love bit with bell and Rumpelstiltskin that builds on, that gives us the hints we need that we want to watch again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Oh, Oh, and um, literally the second uh, I watched this episode the last time, I started season two. And that's when yeah. I binge watched most of season two, all of season two, yeah. uh, over the course of a few days, to the point where it's all a blur. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. Awesome. So <laughs> well, That's going to be us. That's going to be us. We're going to be so sleep deprived whenever we watch season oh, two. Oh, yeah. Uh, that whenever I go back and watch it, I'll be like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Yes. Um, this is such a good show. Uh, this one episode was such a good show. It was a strong season finale. Um, yeah, we had some dumb protagonist issues, um, but they surprisingly weren't from David this time. Yes. 
Hey-o. Hey. Um, best dress for the episode? Ooh, trying to remember all the outfits. There were a lot of good outfits. I don't I remember will... Queen Regina's outfit. She had a better version of the dress she had last episode, but the collar was fixed. Oh, but she still had that great update. I didn't notice it because her collar was fixed. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't in it for very long. Right. Um, um, she did wear that suit that you like. I do all like episode. that suit. I yeah, I, I gave I liked that suit last time. Yes, with the white lapel mm-hmm. trim. So good. Such a good suit. My best dress for this episode um is Emma. Oh, okay. Because I loved seeing Emma in what will become the Emma costume. The classic Emma costume. Yes. Like over time that this jacket is going to become a character more or less and get a backstory. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we haven't seen her wear it every single episode. Of no, the season, she had a blue one for a while. She had a brown she, one for a while. I still want to get you a blue one. I want for, the blue one. It's like July, but I wanted to get you one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll have another Christmas at some point. <laughs> um, but I I love seeing this this jacket. I love seeing this outfit. This is, again, to me, this is Emma mm-hmm. in this outfit. Yeah. And so I was thrilled to, to see it this episode. So to me, um, Emma is best dressed because I like it. this is a costume that stays. I like it. Um... Honorable mention to Snow's outfit. And Prince Charming's outfit when they yeah Pr- Prince Charming's uh, Prince to the Rescue outfit is such a good classic Prince in a fairy tale costume that I I love the homage for that and um, would not have expected it but Josh Dallas knows how to move in a cape oh god yeah oh god yeah I mean I'm gonna I'm in my head canon that was part of the audition process was they put a oh, cape yeah. on him and had him move <laughs> in it. <laughs> Um, knows how to move in a cape, doesn't look awkward in it. Yeah. When he goes to bend down, knows how to throw it off he, to the side without it being a fuss. He has spent really, a lot of this season in a cape. It, it was really good to see. Uh, um, <laughs> because if you, for those of y'all who haven't done theater and haven't done costuming, they're hard to move in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wear a, I wear a, um, a winter cloak every now and then that has like armholes in it. Um, and it's hard to wear a purse with that. <laughs> yeah. It's very cumbersome, but it's cozy as heck. Let's bring capes back. I wear a lot of capes and shawls because I'm a dramatic bitch. Um, shout out to, to my friend, Anna Purdy, who is the other person with me trying to bring, uh, cloaks and capes back. Yes. <laughs> well, I like my fake silk gold and black moth cape. I have a, I have a real silk cloak it's just not as warm as it should be so i never wear it mm-hmm. rin fair <laughs> it's like a heavy woven silk too and it's heavy it got used in a play at least once it's so purple. let's let's review this episode <sighs> five out of five five, out of five five stars just stars, stars. straight up stars. stars five stars five out of five five out of five no no complaints like the things we complained about were just oh Emma takes after the dumb part of her dad's brain, done. Yeah, and oh, I mean those are you make bad decisions when you're tired. I get it. Yeah, I mean whenever you've just accepted that magic is real and you fought a dragon because of it, you might not be in the best place mentally. So five, yeah, five, straight up five. Um, um child came back to life. Five. <laughs> so normally we would be ending the episode here, but I want to review the whole season. Mm. 
And I'm going to give this season a four out of five for me. Because mm-hmm. despite some really rocky moments, it was so strong that it launched everything that would follow. I I have to agree. Because my brain, whenever you said we have to re- give, review the whole season, my brain went three or four. Um, and yeah. I'm going to go with four, specifically because when this season ended, I wanted more. I remember texting mm-hmm. my friends from out of state about this show. I remember watching this show live as live as Hulu would let me watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, I guess, the day after um, at the time because it was before I paid for Hulu. Um, <laughs> oh, no, maybe I paid for Hulu, but it had ads. <gasps> no, this is the show that got me to pay for Hulu without ads. <laughs> Fair. That's what it is. This show is what got me to pay for Hulu without ads, but I still would have watched it the next day. Um, yeah, just such a, yeah, such a good show. And so we've ended a season. And when you end a season, you know, you have to do your little, uh, your awards. So I want to know who is your best dressed for the entire season? Regina. Evil Queen Regina. Okay. Evil Queen Um, Regina. Whenever we started this show, our big guess was, our joke was, uh, who's going to be next best dressed aside from Evil Queen Regina? And I I stand by that. uh, (laughs) And this is why I'm surprised. Because for me, it was Snow White. Fair. That's next best um, dressed. That's my next best dress. Specifically, Mary Margaret. Um, all of her outfits. Oh, I love her outfits. Yeah, are so good. I would have worn those back then. And I love the ties into her character, her yeah. backstory. Um, watching it through, Regina gets some amazing outfits later on. Mm-hmm. But this season, I was like, and Regina's wearing a well tailored suit. Yeah, yeah. Queen Regina had some good outfits, That's but she I said, also Queen had Regina. some some off moments that that red velvet one that she wore whenever she saved Prince Charming from beheading might be my favorite. Um, but yeah, no, I will say, I will say, Oh, here's how I'll do past, past enchanted forest. Uh, queen Regina present, present day Storybrooke, Mary Margaret. Okay. I'll agree with those. I will. I will uh, second that. That Mm. is a good call. Yeah. Um, Because the, the costuming is so completely different. Yes. They have to be. Yeah. So all, I had... all of all of Mary Margaret's clothes, not Mary Margaret, Snow White's cloaks, also good. Also fantastic. Um, her wigs, not so much. They got better. Whereas Regina had mostly good wigs. Except that one time that she walked out into the sunlight and I was like, that is not the same color hair. <laughs> Those no. extensions are wrong. Yeah. Um, so I would like to say, uh, let's see, who would you give the uh, MVP award for this season. Who is your MVP? Who Did, contributed the most to the story? Who is your favorite favorite character this character, season? Character, not actor. Yes. You first. Okay. Um, I figured I would know by the time we asked this question. Yeah, um, that's so hard. I'm, a- I'm actually going to give this one to Henry. Yeah, that's where my brain was going too. Because Henry's persistence—he's the driving force. Yes, was the driving force this season, and that was really nice. He's the reason this whole thing started. He's the one who ran away to Boston. So Henry is the driving force of this whole season from beginning to end. It gets a little mushy in the middle whenever they're dealing with the adults, Um, but from beginning to end, Henry is the driving force and the connecting reason for all of this happening. So yeah, Henry. Now. Who do you think is the most improved character? Who do you think has had the most development and growth over the course of the season? Emma. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This season, it's definitely Emma. Later Which seasons- is funny because she had a big decline in the center. <laughs> she had yeah. to grow from it after. I'm mostly asking that because later on, that's going to be a question that is going to tie us up because a lot of characters have some great arcs over the course yeah. of the show. And I'm looking forward to getting to get into that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we're finished season one. I only took nine months. <laughs> 10 maybe because we started bef- like I, I tweeted today i was like we started taping this right before i got pregnant yeah because uh, we we started this in late september and we didn't post until late october we did that yes. intentionally yes um so the first the first two episodes went up literally the second episode went up the day before i found out i was pregnant <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be really fun uh next season i have a lot of really exciting plans for awesome. for next season can, can i say who my, my my most valuable player actor wise was for this season sure. jennifer goodwin jennifer goodwin absolutely every emotional change she had to make i felt um mm-hmm. jennifer goodwin followed by lana Bria. absolutely yeah um Yes, it, and in that order, uh, yeah. like third, every t- third would be. Let's give a bronze medal to uh, Robert Carlyle. Yeah, um, yeah. But Jennifer Goodwin carried this season on her back emotionally because, like we we've discussed before, sometimes your 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 traditional good guy is so boring. Mm-hmm. But Jennifer Goodwin had the emotional range to make everything both Snow White and Mary Margaret dealt with change-wise in there, because her mind changed a lot. She had a lot of things happen to her. All of her emotional stakes were like perfectly set at the level they were supposed to be at, enhanced when they needed to be enhanced and delivered so beautifully. If not for her stellar performances throughout the season, watching... Um, David and Mary Margaret break up every episode. Would have been exhausting. I mean, it, it was, was already exhausting. Would have been unwatchable. We wouldn't have finished the season. Yeah. She made it watchable. She made it enjoyable because mm-hmm. her delivery was so good and her, her performances were fantastic. She was just as tired of all those breakups as we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that that's all I have for, yeah. for this. I want to... Th- I, I want to give a big thank you to everyone who has listened to this season. Yeah. Uh, all of y'all who have encouraged us, especially um, uh, Phantom Fairy and, and Corey, our first ever guest. Yeah. Y'all made doing this such a joy. Your enthusiasm for our show made us keep doing it. <laughs> for real. There were some days where I was like, oh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm stressed from work. I don't know if I want to record. And I didn't want to disappoint y'all. Yeah. For the, for the record, Mads has been attempting to get me to do this podcast for more than a year. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't commit to it because I was afraid one or both of us would flake out. Yeah. Uh, and... Now we're eagerly excited about season two. I'm oh gonna, my god! I'm yeah. so I like. I I know we have to take a little break. Yeah. because life, life. But oh my god, I'm so ready to start on season two. Like right now, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm excited to watch season two again. My cat's back. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm excited to watch season two again because I haven't seen it in forever. Ages. I had a friend telling me, she's like, yeah, I remember watching to a season, uh, a certain season. And that's the season that this happened. And I said, no, no, that happened season one. And she's like, no, it didn't. Oh, wait, you would know better, huh? I was like, I just finished watching season one. You're, it all blends. It all blends together. And uh, look forward to some bonus episodes from us in the interim. But we will be taking uh, the month of August off. Yes. From posting, yes, uh, uh, for, well, from recording, <laughs> so that Elaine can be a new mom, mm-hmm. and again, fingers crossed, so I can adjust to a new position. Yeah, um, get that job. Oh, I hope I do. I this hope was you a, it was. Job. I had a, I had a great interview, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a dream job. So yeah, and you've got to you got to practice being an auntie. So I do. <laughs> that so. I'm super excited about, especially right now. I haven't left my house. I've been hey. in quarantine. <laughs> We ain't got to worry about no Delta. I'm going to come visit. I'll be a, I'll be a mom later this week. It is, it is scheduled. Oh snap. I have no to cut su- my nails. No surprise arrival here. Yes. I, that is, that is how much I'm excited about this baby. I'm <laughs> going to trim my nails <laughs> so I can hold marshmallow. Yay. That's our little magical baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this baby has, has grown at the same, same rate as this podcast. <laughs> Yes. So that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Um, Okay. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to share this with your friends because again, we do this for you all. Um, We really do. And again, thank you for your support all year. And it's the only time I get to hang out with Mads. So there's that. (laughs) It's true. I keep trying. I keep trying to actually like make hangout plans with Mads and it's impossible. It is. <laughs> I was supposed to hug you last week. <laughs> I know. But thank you once again. Tell your friends. Uh, tell them that because we're about to go on hiatus and this is the last episode of the season, this is a good time to binge a podcast and a TV show at the same time. It really is. So let's get to the, uh, before we go, while you're waiting for us, I want to leave you all with one little a rec room. Let's yeah. go into the rec room. Elaine, do you have a recommendation? Now, normally I would recommend an audio format because I'm one of those people who is too busy, trademark, to sit and read a book. Unfortunately, my favorite book series is not offered on Libby uh, <laughs> or by the library in the audiobook form. So I will recommend uh, Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern series in physical book form. They come in paperback, so they're like seven, mm-hmm. eight bucks. Um, but there are a lot of them. So if you're one of those people who likes world building, this woman world builds. She world builds across multiple centuries and generations. And and she also has like one core timeline she comes back to a lot. Um, when she passed away a few years ago, I found out about it while I was at work. And I held myself together till work ended. I got into my car I called my mother who introduced me to Anne McCaffrey and I cried to my mom as if I had lost another grandmother. (laughs) Um, Before she died, she and one of her children co-wrote a book together and then she passed the mantle off to him. And then her daughter also recently started writing for that recently, like within the past 10 years started writing for the series. So the world of Pern is still ongoing. It's a legacy that's passed on to her children and 
they're they're just it's such a rich world with problematic but interesting characters. <laughs> that sounds great. I think I'm going to get started on that right Yay. now because, like, I, I, hopefully, I'll be taking a pretty big road trip. It's soon. magic and dragons. It's not magic and dragons. It's science and dragons. I'm here for that. It's science know? and dragons. <laughs> It's it's what do you do when your your society has forgotten all the advanced science that it originally came from and has to relearn how to do it? Oh, sort of like a Shannara. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Shane Shane, my husband loves Shannara, so and that's his big hook for it oh, is awesome. that it's very similar uh, in that respect. Uh, my recommendation. I keep looking over at the shelf uh, to remind myself what my recommendation is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a great time to check out Saga. It's a graphic novel series. Uh, The art is fantastic. I will say it is very much an adult oriented series. Mm -hmm. Um, There is, there's nudity and sexual content. So that is a same same sort of warning for Pern, even though I started reading it when I was 12. Um, But it is a fantastic series. They have been on hiatus for, oh my God, I want to say like three years now. But the authors are supposedly coming back to bring it back soon. The series has a clear beginning and end point. There are 52 uh, comics. It's a graphic novel. Every one of them is fantastic. It is a big sweeping space opera. And it's a story about war. Um, And normally that is not a thing I get on board with. But it is about the ultimate fruitlessness of war and how much... War is an artifice meant to manipulate the public. Oh. It's it's heavy stuff, but it is beautiful and well-written and hilarious and heartbreaking. Um, but the central plot is there are two species of like aliens. One group has horns. One group has wings. They've been at war and using other groups uh, for proxies for literally like centuries a couple finds each other, falls in love, has a baby, and it's their story. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Have you read Saga? Nope, but I like uh, that. I like that sort of thing. I will grab them off the shelf awesome. and I will drop them off for you in some downtime. Well, I, I will have a lot of sitting around time soon mm-hmm. um, as I become a producer. Yes. Nourish- nourishment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, uh, that's weird. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a lady cow. Also, it's a great time to check out Final Fantasy XIV, the hit hey. MMO from Square Enix. I think I've got two days left on my my subscription right now. Okay, so okay. now, so now we're actually ending the show. Say so, the line. Oh, uh, that's that's right. That's me. It's like I haven't done this for the past ten months. So this has been Story Broke. Miserably ever after. <laughs>